Welcome to Blue Talks. Without further ado, I want to bring on my first guest. So, Joanne, super excited to have you here today. And, Joanne, what we've done with these, because we are we, they're just short interviews, rather than me going through a full bio, we usually actually get the person to come on and tell us a bit about their chapter in the book uh, to get things kicked off, and then also why they wanted to get a book out, or a story out into the world right now. And then we usually get to learn about the person during the interview itself. So, Joanne, can you uh, welcome and can you tell us a little bit about your story in the book and why you wanted to be involved in getting your story out? Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Corey. It's just my pleasure. Um, it's been really a blast the last couple of days to be on different um, venues and talking about the book in its entirety and, and sharing stories with some of the other authors. And I'm excited today to be here talking about my, my chapter. I'm in book two. Um, and my chapter is called Knock Knock. And uh, the reason for the name of that book, it was really funny because yesterday in talking to some of the other guests on a podcast, they also used a similar terminology when the truth of who you are is tired of being kept silent or hidden from the world and just starts to you know, show you in different ways that you need to step into all of who you are. And so my title came to be knock knock um, because literally I was knocked a couple times like in through accidents and, and different ways. I mean, literally truth came knocking at my door and said, you're living, you know, you're living part of your life, but you're not living, you're not living the mission of why you came into the world. You need to step up and um, really step into the truth of all of who you are, even if it takes, you know, a lot of courage to um, do that because I had a deep spiritual life that I kept hidden from most people. I was in the business world and, um, you know, known for my reasoning and logic and things like that. So I was very afraid to talk about my spiritual life. And the other part was that I was in marriages with people whose, um, two different marriages in my life um, with people whose spirituality and mine didn't line up. So that was also a reason why it was really hard to talk about in public. So, yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I, first of all, I want to say, I, I, excuse me. I love that. I love that you finally were able to become the person that uh, you were meant to be. And also, you know, as we like to maybe call it our woo woo side at release right. generation. Side. Uh, I love that you were able to do that because uh, I feel like one of the worst things that happens to a person, you know, I have a book called uh, The Book of Why, about right. finding why earlier in life. And one of the things I think for me that's the biggest travesty is when you hear that somebody went almost their whole life, in some cases their whole life, without discovering what they were called to do, or to your point, knowing what they were called to do, but not being feel, feeling they couldn't act on it. And so I love that you ultimately decided you had to act on it to be full as a person. So I'm glad you embraced that. Yeah, thank you. You know, it starts, a lot of it starts to be, begin, it begins in our childhood, this idea of keeping parts of us hidden. Um, we don't feel safe. I mean, it can be an acculturation, which, which uh, mine was not that I didn't feel safe, but that, you know, children are to be seen and not heard. And, um, 
things that are, you know, I, I spent a lot of time, we, I had an, in, uh, I wrote about it in the chapter. I had a really interesting childhood where I was in the midst of a lot of tragedy, calamities, death, um, just because my family had an ambulance service and a funeral home when I was growing up. And so it just altered you in ways, you know, and there was a lot of, I mean, talk about a spiritual um, life. There is a lot of, of things going on with birth and death and, and everything in between that as a child, I remember pondering you know, pretty deeply um, and going out into the woods because sometimes you just needed to escape what was happening, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, I have to say that I can't say that I talk to many people that have the same childhood as you. It's, uh, I remember, you know, from our first conversation about it, it's definitely unique, but at the same time, as you mentioned, it, it was still on the side of, spirituality and nature and, and some of those elements they embrace today. Uh, I will right. say, uh, I'm glad, uh, this is for people on the outside looking in, I'm glad you did embrace it because of the fact that we got a chance this past week, last Sunday or Sunday before, not yeah. Sunday before, to do a vision board with you as part of a workshop. And if you would have never embraced that person you are today, I'm thinking it's probably less likely you'd be doing workshops like that. Uh, yeah, that's so true. And you know, what's been really fun is in the last weeks, just out of the blue, I've gotten some emails from people who attended a vision board workshop with me in past years. And, and just saying that, you know, maybe it didn't all happen in the first year, but now it's been two years or three years. And not only did it happen, but it was magnified in ways they never could have imagined, which is, you know, what I talk about with, with that part of my work too, is that, you know, we ha we can't conscript it and restrict it. What our vision is, we can we should put it out there and keep taking actions toward it, but leave it open to the universe. You know, to really help us manifest it in in bigger and more amazing ways. Yeah, I think that's an important point. And you mentioned that when we were doing the vision board, is that you shouldn't try to limit yourself or put a timeline on it that it has to be this week or it doesn't matter or it doesn't count. And, you know, and I think I mentioned like my last vision board that I worked on was, I think it was, uh, let's see, uh, I'm trying to think how long ago it was, but anyway, five years roughly ago, we put the vision board together. Most of the stuff was achieved in the first year or two, but even th there was some stuff that was just achieved in the last six months from that original mm -hmm. vision board. So imagine mm -hmm. if we just said, well, the end of the year we didn't achieve it let's scrap it and put a new vision board up and ignore those things we didn't achieve because we didn't achieve them in time you know I'm glad we to, yeah. i was gonna say or to say okay that doesn't really work i'm not gonna even do that anymore you know that because that that's something that people could do but i'm just glad they keep coming back <laughs> and doing more but you know you come to a really important point too corey is and that is um I mean, made me think of it is we can think that that the vision that we had um, was completely manifest. But what I have found is the next year it, it continues to grow. And, you, you know, you, you thought that it was there, but it wasn't. It, it's still moving, I think, you know, because if that's still part of your life path, it just keeps evolving. It's beautiful. Absolutely. And now I guess circling back to the chapter then. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about what was maybe the, I guess, and I know you, you touched on it a little bit, but can you talk about what was maybe the defining moments for you that you feel 
were that, you know, those moments where all of a sudden you embraced the, the thing that you were trying to hide from people, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of them was I, I had, I ended up in the hospital all alone when I was 24 years old, I believe, 25, somewhere in there, um, down in North Carolina. And, um, I was working for a big bank down there um, using my head <laughs> in managing operations projects, you know, for this big entity. And uh, I ended up with this the really sick and nobody could figure out what it was. I ended up, I mean, it reminds me a little bit of what's happening now. I ended up at the end of a ward in um, quarantine from the rest of the, of, of everybody. And people would, the people that cared for me would come in completely covered because they couldn't figure out what was making my organs enlarge. And it, it just kept, it was happening and it would go, it was going from one organ to another. And I really thought I was going to die. I, I did. I didn't. And one one day um, when it was, you know, when I was probably to the point where I just really thought this is it, I, you know, and then all of a sudden this peace just flooded over me. And then I thought, oh, I really am going to die. <laughs> I have this amazing peace like this angelic realm is is, is a surrounding me and inside of me. And and this prayer that I said as a child came into me like angel of God, my guardian dear. And I just thought, okay, okay, you're here. I'm okay. No matter what happens right now, I'm okay. And it really completely, I can't even describe the peace that it was. It, it just was amazing. And it stayed with me for days and days. Um, but I started to heal at that point. And um a doctor came in, you know, a couple hours later and said they finally isolated the bacteria and they were going to, you know, start treating it with antibiotics and that would, you know, take care of that. And, you know, I, it took about a month um, before I could go back to work. But it, I that was a turning point. That was a turning point where I really started to re-examine where my path was headed. But I kept going off the grid. I mean, I kept going off that path. It's not that it wasn't there. And I and I started reading a lot, doing a lot more reading and a lot more writing about it, but always locking it down again because I really felt that I needed to be seen in the world. Um, I had, I have the, I feel like I'm a seeker for knowledge. I kept feeling I had to be out in the world for for knowledge, um, and and just not understanding the depth of the knowledge of the spirit, you know. Um, in in all of its fullness. So there were other times I had a couple of car accidents, um, and then the last time where I literally said, um, "You're just going to have to knock me down because I know you're here. I know I'm supposed to be doing something else. I don't know where to go." And um, and I did, and I came down with a, a very, again, not that common, debilitating illness. Um, that took a couple of years to come back from. And it was really the outpouring that came from it that also made me know that spirit works through so many people around us that you're just never alone. Um, but literally knock, knock is the, was to me, like I kept shutting the door. The door would be open a little ways and, and I would go a little further and then the door would move would move further out from me and they would come knocking again. So, I mean, it wasn't the same door. It was like a, this door, then this door, then this door, then this door. Um, but it just, you know, 
now I, I, uh, I mean, I'm, it's different for me now. Now I, every day I ask for that door to be open and I ask for what can come to come. Um, and, and, it, and often you have no way of knowing where that's going to take you. You feel rudderless a lot, you know, and, and it's really important to go to that inner compass. That's what I always call it to say, well, you know, the truth, the, the truth of who I am is my compass and I will be okay as long as I follow that truth. Wow. Well, Joanne, and there's never enough time for this, never uh, but but I'm going to call it a to be continued with your permission. I know we've had you on recently for an interview, but I'm going to call it a to be continued because, uh, you know, I want to keep this conversation alive. But I also think even just a little glimpse like this gives people uh, a really great view into your chapter and into what came to life for you living, what is in that chapter. So uh, I want to, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. But I also want to ask you maybe the most important question, which is how can people learn more about you or connect with you further if they want to learn more? I mentioned your vision about your workshop. I know you do other classes. So can you tell yeah. people where they can find more about you and maybe a hub they could go to? Yeah, well, the, the quickest way to get in contact with me is my website, which is Prism Holistic. I mean, prismholistic.com, P-R-I-S-M-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C.com. So www.prismholistic.com. Um, you can it, you can sign up for, I send out a monthly newsletter with what's happening there. Um, you can get on my email list there. I'd love to connect with you. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me there. I'm on Instagram at um, jwennerprism. I'm on Twitter as well. I can be found in many places. Uh, and yes, I'd love, I'd love to continue conversations with people that are interested. Um, and I do, I have another thing, I'm part of the wellness universe and part of a course that I have been teaching there, which I'm recon reconstruing right now into something even better, um, but it's called Compassionate Conversations for a Courageous Life. And I definitely will continue with those conversations. And I invite people into them. Um, I give them once a month and I'd love to have people join me there. Awesome stuff. Well, Joanne, like I say, this has been an absolute pleasure. I knew it would be. And so we'll send people your way. I did put the websites in the comments. Uh, and in the interim, please keep doing the great work you're doing. We'll keep waving the flag for you. And like I said, let's call it a to be continued. Thank you so much. Thank you for making this all possible for me and so many others, Corey. Really appreciate it. You can learn more about Joanne Wenner at prismholistic.com. And you can learn more about Blue Talks at bluetalks.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.